Welcome to PS Let's Talk Love. I'm Marsha. And I'm Solvay. We're communication professors and dating and relationship coaches. And in each episode, we'll be talking about dating, love, relationships, and all their complexities. We're here to help you navigate the sometimes awful, sometimes exhilarating, and oftentimes bonkers elements of all things relationships. We want to emphasize that this podcast is separate from our teaching and research at our university jobs. It is, however, part of our desire to bring dating and relationship support to folks everywhere. Let's talk love. Hi there. This is our first episode of PS Let's Talk Love. And we like to start every episode with what we're loving right now. So Marsha, what, what are you loving right now? I am really loving and mostly cause I just inhaled a large quantity quantity of this, the seaweed salad from Costco. It comes in like a vat as all things Costco does. <laughs> and it is so, it's so addicting. I just stand in my kitchen with chopsticks, eating it over the sink for like 10 minutes at a time. It's so good. Oh my goodness. Have you ever had it? Well, I know you have mentioned this before. And I think every time I consider it, I'm like, that's so much. I'm not sure I'm ready to buy the huge vat of it. And so I don't think I've done it yet because of that. But maybe, maybe I got to give it a go. I really am missing there. You know, that there used to be that, maybe it still exists. I don't know. I'm not on Facebook as much these days, but the, the old Facebook group with the recommendations for what to get at Costco. So now you're really that for me. So it sounds like (laughs) I should probably try the Costco or Costco seaweed salad. (laughs) It's so good. And like, I'm the only one in my household who eats it. It's not like it's being shared between Dustin and I. Roxy, the dog also has no interest in it. Unsurprisingly, I just love it. I get it. I would say I go through it. Like I could easily go through it in a week, a whole thing of it. It is a lot. For anyone listening who is not familiar with it, it's like the seaweed salad, the ocean salad that you get at a sushi restaurant, but it's just your own giant vat. I don't know how much it is, but it's a lot. (laughs) That's hilarious. Well, since we're talking about snacks, I do have to say that speaking of podcast advertisements, one got me for the old perfect bar. Have you had those yet? Have you tried those? I keep hearing ads for them on podcasts. I see them a lot around. I see them around a lot. I've never had them. I'm not a big bar person. I'm not either unless I'm in a hurry. And I have to say that it was definitely from podcast ads that I was like at the grocery store and like, oh, I keep hearing about those. I guess I'll try one. And I have to say, I got the peanut butter perfect bar. I don't know. Maybe we're going to get sponsored by them, but I also got the perfect bar. Are you listening? Also Costco's. Are you listening? I'm sure they really need us. (laughs) I will say I have had two of the peanut butter perfect bars and I think they're amazing. Should you decide you need a snack and you're in a rush at some point. I mean, I think it's a, maybe actually a, it's a, it's a, yeah, it's there. I think it's really good so far. So I, I would actually potentially go so far as to say I'm loving it this week, which is a big thing for me because I don't feel like I'm loving much this week. (laughs) Well, see, you ask yourself the question, so I don't even have to. <laughs> Nothing, nothing's, fe- nothing's feeling the love. I mean, I mean, we might need to go back to you because I just feel like this week I, I'm, I'm, I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. Don't worry if you're listening, everybody. All is well. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, right now I'm looking outside. I mean, I'm excited. It's February. There is more daylight, but it is like snowing sideways and. I'm just not sure how I feel about that right now. I have um, just had a lot of conversations with people who are feeling a bit or a lot blah right now. And I can relate to that feeling, which is unusual for me. I usually I'm pretty enthusiastic about things. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Midwinter is not my favorite time. So I'm not, I don't know if I'm loving much, but, but tell me more about what you're, I mean, I have a never ending list, but mostly it's food and pop culture related. I think that's probably what we'll mostly talk about during this part. of (laughs) Probably. (laughs) There's a 
both of our two of our favorite topics besides love. Um, <laughs> um, do you have a pop culture hot rack for us um, this week? Well, I so I part of the reason that I like pop culture in particular, I like TV and movies, although I'm more of a TV gal than a movie person. I love watching relationships unfold. And so I have been watching the new show, How I Met Your Father, which is kind of inspired by How I Met Your Mother, which I watched the original run. And I know people have lots of feelings about that show, but I have a lot of like nostalgia associated with it. And How I Met Your Father, I have to say, is not good. It is. And I want to root for Hilary Duff. She's the, the main actress in, or at least one of the main cast members. I actually like all of the actors in the show. Some of them I recognize. Some of them I hadn't seen before. They're great. I don't know what is happening. It is like the show is written by a classroom of sixth graders <laughs> trying to decide what a sitcom looks like it's it's so rough I don't know what happened (laughs) that's really too bad that's really too bad so you're so you're not loving it right now I I am loving to hate it so Mm. what I have done for every episode and there was there was one episode that was a little better than the rest and I thought it was turning a corner and then it it just it did not turn that corner um I like to watch it. What I'm loving about it is watching it and then rewriting the show out loud to Dustin uh, while he sits on the couch and gets slightly more annoyed as the the episode that I'm rewriting progresses. Mm. So that has been, I'm, I'm going to reframe this as a, this has been a real creative endeavor. So I should be thanking How I Met Your Father for really helping me with my storytelling. <laughs> You're also so fascinating in the ways I'm just loving how you are rewriting, how you're so good at rewriting (laughs) the scripts of things. You know, I do have to say, though, I've noticed lately and maybe you've noticed this as well. But I mean, I think pop culture and TV watching and movie watching has been a part of your um, your vibe for a long time. Mm -hmm. But I do have to say that, interestingly, I do. I mean, I feel like in the pandemic, it's become one of the major conversation topics because Mm -hmm. most of us are really home watching things perhaps a lot more than we did before. So, I mean, I don't know if I'm loving to hate fully, but I'm definitely, um, you know, loving watching in the way that, you know, you sort of watch a, you know, a, a train wreck unfold and you feel horrible, but also, you know, you're, it's sort of like, you can't take your eyes away. Um, oh yeah. I'm yeah. familiar. Yeah. That feeling. Um, so someone suggested that I watch, are you the one, which is apparently an originally an MTV show that now is at least season four is on Netflix. So that's the one I decided to watch. And I mean, I think you and I similarly quite enjoy, no, no surprise, mm-hmm. watching relationships unfold, human dynamics between people. That's what this podcast is about. And there are some fascinating dynamics um, between people on Are You the One, in case anybody needs needs that sort of viewing in your life. Um, I don't even know where to start with it other than it is uh, very dramatic. Very, very dramatic. <laughs> I mean, it's an MTV show, so that seems really on brand for them. I have heard, so I have never seen that show, but I have heard, and I think it's season eight of it. Everyone on it is like bi or pansexual so that like, it's like really anyone could end up with anyone again, haven't watched it, but specifically I had that season recommended to me because like, there are some really specifically interesting dynamics that are happening with that population of of um or that cast in that season okay well if netflix if you're listening can you put season eight on you because <laughs> netflix costco perfect bar, perfect costco. bar are you listening <laughs> because i'm gonna need to watch that one next i'm about halfway through the season four and gosh it is difficult to find your one which i think we'll probably talk about a lot on here <laughs> but it is real fascinating to watch these folks try. 
They're just trying to find love. No, I know. I know. Uh, I mean, or something. And it's quite interesting to watch. (laughs) Should you need something dramatic to watch. So there we go. I mean, we've given you your pop culture and snack references for suggestions um, Mm -hmm. as a way to begin this lovely podcast where we're going to talk about all kinds of things, but ultimately we'll relate them back to love. And (laughs) with that in mind... I'm pretty excited about our conversation today, talking about Valentine's Day. (laughs) I'm sure everyone ran for the hills. We promise we're not going to give you a bunch of cliche stuff. Or, well, I don't know. We might add some snack recommendations in. That's true. (laughs) But um, we'll be right back and we'll be talking about Valentine's Day. would be really really great to start on one of our favorite holidays (laughs) i know i know i just had to say that just to start us off on a funny note a holiday that provokes a lot of feelings in a lot of people and we thought it might be fun to talk about today so marcia how do you feel about valentine's day Okay, so here's the thing, and this is a thing our dear listeners definitely should know about me. I am not much of a holiday person, just full stop. Like, (laughs) I'm also not a birthday person. I am the worst friend. I mean, I'll go to a birthday party. I'll celebrate a birthday if there's an event, but presents, planning, I'm not. It's just, I'm very bad at it. So holidays are tough for me. My favorite holiday is Thanksgiving because all it is, is cooking food that I can do. Everything else feels like a little too much pressure. So when it comes to Valentine's day, I have not strong feelings. Here's the other thing though. I don't hate holidays. Like I don't want to celebrate holidays, but I don't hate on other people's love of holidays because like, like what you like, love what you like. Love what you love also. Love all of those things. <laughs> um, but it's not it's not something I think that much about until we started the business where we were coaching people and talking about dating and love and, and romance and all of those things. Uh, and then it became like a really big day for us. <laughs> yep. So that's where I'm at with Valentine's Day. I did ask Dustin. Uh, my husband, what he thinks about Valentine's day. And he said, I like Valentine's day a lot because there's a lot of half price candy at the store after Valentine's day. (laughs) So that's where we're at in the, the Olson household. (laughs) And, and I'm just, I have to ask a few follow-up questions here. Does that mean that like you two don't celebrate Valentine's day at all? What is it? What does Valentine's day look like for you two? Ooh. I don't, I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think, I think maybe earlier on in our relationship, we would celebrate a little bit more, like get each other little gifts or maybe try to go out to dinner around Valentine's day. Um, but we've been together for almost 12 years. (laughs) I think this is our 12 or I guess our 11th Valentine's day together. And I can't remember the last time he got me a gift and that this is not this is not shade to him he knows right right um I mean sometimes we will like maybe pick a movie to watch or like we'll order out maybe but that's what we would do for any type of celebration or just a Saturday night Mm -hmm. um so it's not anything particularly special for us it could go by and neither of you would have strong feelings about the idea that it was Valentine's Day. I mean, right. I know I know that you buy yourself presents in the spirit of some of these holidays. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that's an okay thing to share on the podcast. It is. I bought myself a new computer for Valentine's Day. And in that spirit, I mean, I think that's going to, that's going to, we're going to weave that 
in later on because mm-hmm. I think that's really amazing. And it's, I assume, something that you two talk about a bit together. Like, here's the thing I'm going to buy for myself in the spirit of this holiday. Slash, mm-hmm. I also just want to buy this for myself. <laughs> right. We have kind of a running joke where I will message him. And like we're in the same house all the time. We both work from home. But I will message him via like a, some sort of chat and be like, hey, I'm going to buy X, Y, or Z, right? Buy something. And he'll just respond and be like, cool, happy. And then like whatever the nearest holiday is or if it's near our anniversary, like happy anniversary. Good. You got yourself something. It's like a running joke. And he'll do the same thing. He'll be like, I'm going to buy some new Legos, which 90% of the time it's a Lego. So, and then I'm like, oh, great. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. That's great. That's great. Okay. Okay. Well, I I think it's important to start off with the framework of how we Mm -hmm. feel about these things. Well, how do you feel about Valentine's Day? Oh boy. I'm such a romantic. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see. Framework about, you know, maybe important backstory is, you know, unlike you, I have been single for a lot of my adult life, single and dating. Um, So I think I've had really different feelings towards Valentine's Day, depending on the year, depending how I'm feeling. Not to say, I mean, I've been in some long-term committed relationships too, but, you know, a lot of my adulthood has been Valentine's Day as a single person. And so I think there's, there, it depends on the year. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm not going to say it passes by without me noticing. That is not true. I definitely Mm -hmm. notice that Valentine's Day is coming. And I definitely wouldn't say it's my favorite holiday. I was being a little silly. (laughs) (laughs) But I do think it's an interesting one. And we're going to, that's part of why we're talking about it today. I think there's been years where it's been really exciting. You know, if I'm newly dating someone, there's been some excitement and Mm -hmm. certainly some expectation around that. There's been years where I'm just feeling kind of angry about it and I just wish it didn't exist and I feel lonely. Um, I've certainly had that experience and, and, you know, felt that way about Valentine's Day. And... There's been like really, rom- I mean, I'm, I, if I'm with someone, I just want it to be romantic. So definitely have had some romantic Valentine's days in the past um, where, yeah, where it's been really special and it's felt, and even though I know this is a commercial holiday and blah, 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 all the critiques, <laughs> I'm also like, but this is really nice. Let's do something nice and let's do something special. And it feels, um, I mean, it, it feels nice, I think. So, yeah, I mean, I guess it's a mixed, I have a mixed feeling about Valentine's Day, which I think we'll talk about more today. But I would say I'm generally like in favor of Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. I think it can be nice. Do you, when you think about like what a special Valentine's Day looks like for you when you are in a couple, what does that look like for you does it is there a specific vision you have for it that you're like oh that's my perfect world oh my gosh well yeah (laughs) (laughs) sure I haven't thought about it too much uh lately but yeah sure I mean okay first of all I think it's really fun and this is maybe not in the current world we're living in but I think it's really fun to like go out I mean I love going out to dinner to like a fancy dinner so yeah like perfect world I would definitely go out to a fancy romantic dinner with somebody and it would feel special and we would dress up a little bit and um and we'd eat really really good food and that would be um and then have really really good sex I mean those things seem Mm -hmm. like the things that are most important to me about Valentine's Day (laughs) that you feel like a lot of intimacy and connection with somebody and that you make it special for one another in whatever ways I mean but again this is like this is very easy for me to hypothetically imagine right now (laughs) I mean, I don't feel like sometimes you hear somebody describe their perfect situation. You're like, wow, you are really aiming for the stars. I feel like what you just described is like 
very sweet and lovely, but also extremely realistic in a partnership. Like those are all realistic things to have. Thanks, Betty. (laughs) I mean, clearly my love languages are quality time and physical touch, right? Because I'm like (laughs) both of those things that I really love. I would feel with somebody, I guess I, you know, I guess I'm okay with somebody giving me some flowers or something. I don't need chocolates, but like, you know, some flowers or something nice. I'd be cool. I'll take the chocolates. Okay, you take the chocolates. I want other fancy things (laughs) (laughs) but that's not on the top of my list but I I think I could be happily receiving those things too but I also think and I know we're going to talk about this today that this also can create a lot of pressure and Mm -hmm. um I certainly have felt that as well so I know we're gonna I know we're gonna go there but anybody going on a valentine's day with me uh yeah just a little bit of pressure I feel like the expectations you have laid out are very realistic. Thank you. I would tell you if they were not. (laughs) Well, you know, when we were putting together materials for this episode, and and just also in our job, right, we think a lot about Valentine's Day because it's so associated with love and connection. I think a big question for us that came up was how do people feel about Valentine's Day? And I know for me, I always associate it with pop culture. I think about the different representations of valentine's day i mean there's that there's a movie called valentine's day um that's a real real wild ride <laughs> i don't remember it <laughs> there's a lot it's bonkers <laughs> uh but also you know i just feel like there's always the very cliche valentine's day episode of every show that i've ever watched where either it's like a the cliche single girl who's crying because she doesn't have a Valentine's Day date. Or then there's like the other version where a person's like, fuck Valentine's Day. It's the worst. And it's like angry. And and then there's also like the couple where there's some sort of version of one of the people in the couple like is really into Valentine's Day and the other person like forgets or doesn't put energy in or is doing something last minute. I feel like there's like three or four tropes that you see, but I kept thinking about as we were coming up to to recording this, I'm like, how do people, do people care? Like, is it that a reflection of reality? I mean, I'm sure for some people, but in general, is that a reflection of reality? Um, so I took it to TikTok and asked <laughs> <laughs> the place I get all my what information. <laughs> what did TikTok say? So I asked on our TikTok um, page how people feel about Valentine's Day. And a lot of it, it's funny, as you were talking earlier, it reflected a lot of kind of what you were saying or how you felt about it, where people who were single were like, it kind of makes me feel crappy. People who were newly dating we're like oh it's like a nice reason to get together go do something special people who are in a couple were like it's whatever and and then there was a few people and I thought this was kind of interesting and it totally makes sense the people who said that their love language is gift giving a lot of those people said oh like I really like it because it's a reason to put together something special there was one guy I was like you are gonna get a lot of attention today dude because he was like I just love putting together things for my the the woman in my life at the time and I was like oh that was smart of you to post on this so it seems like the consensus is there's no real consensus <laughs> yeah I mean, that sounds about right, doesn't it? I feel like it is this sort of, you know, of course, there's the aspect of wanting to sell things on Valentine's Day. So if we are looking at all at culture or media around us, what's being suggested is certainly going to suggest that there are things that we need to buy Mm -hmm. (laughs) to make this the best kind of holiday. So it does make sense that we would I'll be sort of navigating not only our feelings around, um, you know, what we want, but also how we feel about those pressures around us, those social pressures Mm -hmm. um, to potentially buy something. Yeah. I mean, I I think about uh, people in my life as well. It does seem like there's a mixed, mixed response, just like you and I even had right here Mm -hmm. of feelings that people have about this. Well, I also did a little bit of research beyond TikTok. (laughs) 
And I pulled a few statistics that I thought were kind of interesting just to kind of give us some ideas about how people are feeling. Here's the thing though, full disclosure, I pulled these from a website called Elite Daily. It's just like an online magazine. It seems like I have, like, these aren't credible academic statistics. I just want to be really clear (laughs) about that. I just thought it was, they were kind of fun talking points. Um, It's from 2017. And it sounds like what they did was just sort of pull some people looking at their attitudes all around Valentine's Day. When they looked at um, Valentine's Day plans within among people who are in relationships, it looks like about 42% of women and 43% of men felt excited and happy about Valentine's Day. Uh, And then also noted that single folks would rather throw a party with their other single friends or do nothing on Valentine's Day. So that sounds, I'm actually kind of surprised that almost 50% of people in relationships were feeling excited and happy. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I would have expected more apathy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, don't know. I suppose that we have some stereotypes around who cares more about Valentine's Day. Perhaps, like, I feel like I maybe internalized that a little bit because I didn't expect the men to be that high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so interesting. Were there any other statistics that you found interesting? Yeah. Um, well, I did find this funny. Uh, among single people, 28% of men and 16% of women think that Valentine's Day is just an excuse for people to humble brag about their relationships. That <laughs> <laughs> made me laugh. <laughs> um, I just think of all the appreciation social media posts that I see. Uh, around days like this and it it does make me laugh it I think so this is the thing that I think is why I'm not a big holiday person is because there is something about it to me that feels not authentic Mm -hmm. because it's like well I have to do this thing because it is this holiday and I realize that people do like are doing things not because they just feel like they have to but for me I feel like if I'm doing that thing right now, it's not authentic. It's not like I'm so excited because I found this cool gift for you. It's like, oh, I have to go find this thing right now, or I have to post about you and like say something glorious because that's what everyone expects right now. So I think that that is one of the things that just made me think of it that I like bump on about a holiday like this. Yeah, I get that for sure. I get that for sure. And I also get your sentiment. I definitely agree with your sentiment about, you know, I, and maybe I don't know that gift giving is either one of our major love languages, but it so that so this makes sense. But I also I don't know if I love the idea that I have to get something for someone because of a certain day. So I get the I get the point about authenticity. That makes sense. Well, any other statistics that really stood out to you? I know that I know that you were doing some fact finding here. <laughs> well, I just thought, again, I thought they were kind of interesting. The last one that I thought was particularly noteworthy was they were looking at people um, and basically asked, like, would you do something to celebrate Valentine's Day if you had been dating somebody for six months, a year? two years. So they asked that same question, depending on how long the couple had been together. And women uh, at 85% said they would celebrate Valentine's Day with somebody they were dating for six months. It went down to 84% if they'd been dating a year and 82% if they had been dating for two years. So the likelihood of celebrating Valentine's Day went down in women, but just by a little bit, right? It went from 85% to 82%, like pretty negligible. Yeah. For men, it went down a little more. It started at 76% would do something with uh, somebody they've been dating for six months, then 73% for a year, and then down to 67% for two years. So it dropped a bit, I mean, almost 10 percentage points in men. Uh, And the article was, I think, being cheeky. And they're like, does that mean that the love is just gone? Like, is that what happens when you've been together too long? Although I guess I'm not a good representation of that because I'm like, we don't do it. Yeah, and it's only two years. <laughs> I know, two years is not very long. No. <laughs> no, that's interesting. I mean, that would be the, yeah, I would love to, if anybody's listening and wants to mm-hmm. share your thoughts with us, definitely let us know. What's your take on that idea of why, you know, it definitely seems like there's a drop in, um, you know, obviously we're just looking at this 
dynamic between men and women here, but what's, 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 what's with that? What's with that? I would love to know if anybody has any insight on, on why men might feel less interested in that after two years. And I yeah. want to see like the 10 year numbers here too, just for fun. But that is a really, the, like those numbers are really interesting in thinking about. I mean, but what I would notice is that there's still, you know, more than 50% of people are thinking this is worth celebrating still, according to yeah. at least this study. So that's, or this article. So that's pretty interesting. Well, we want to propose. I mean, that's a risky way to start this on Valentine's Day. We want to propose. Oh, yeah. We don't want to propose to all of you. <laughs> don't worry. We're not proposing. But we do want to propose a, perhaps a way of thinking about Valentine's Day. If you're listening to this and you're like, oh, I still don't know about this. I don't know. I think I don't know how to feel. Then maybe what we can offer you today will help you to think about Valentine's Day. We, Since we are in this communication space in our lives we often think about things like rebranding <laughs> and what we could rebrand we'll probably talk about that more throughout our podcast and what could be rebranded so today we want to offer to you or propose to you that perhaps we could rebrand valentine's day like and that. in that rebrand what are we talking about what are you thinking about I think the biggest thing that we want to rebrand is trying to remove the pressure. And I do think some of the commercialization of Valentine's Day has added a lot of pressure, right? You have to go on an extravagant date or trip or buy a really expensive gift associated with it. They're just, it's a lot of pressure to put on people and to put on any sort of relationship, um, so that's how we want to rebrand. Let's remove the pressure. Let's, let's make this a chill Valentine's Day. <laughs> Not only do we want to make it a chill Valentine's Day where we remove the pressure, we really, you know, I think we both really, you mentioned authenticity. I think we both care about that. And we really want to invite you to focus on love as you're thinking about Valentine's Day, if you choose to think about it. So how do you focus on love? Depending on where you are, maybe this, and we'll talk about this a little bit, but maybe you're focusing on, you know, the love that you have for yourself. And some of you might think that sounds cheesy and just stick with me for a minute because if you are single, which I have been many times, but even if you're not single, even if you're partnered um, on a holiday like this, there's definitely an invitation to love yourself more here. I mean, just thinking about, Marsha, you buying yourself a gift for Valentine's <laughs> Day is a really great example. And not that, again, it doesn't have to do with money. It doesn't have to do with gift giving. But I, but I love that you are able to say to yourself, okay, there's something I've been wanting. This is a special way. And I know, you know, it's a little bit, uh, you know, the, you may not have totally thought, I know it's a little bit of a joke to say, like, this is for Valentine's Day, but still you're saying this is for Valentine's Day. I'm going to do this nice thing for myself. And you did it for yourself. And that's such a great example for everyone listening of what you might do if there's, if you, especially if you notice yourself feeling like, gosh, I just wish someone would buy me something nice for Valentine's Day. If you're listening and feeling that way, buy yourself something nice for Valentine's Day, right? Mm -hmm. And if you like the surprise of it, I feel like, like there's little things that you can do that are, I always think about those subscription boxes. Mm -hmm. Like, and I guess they're a little, no, they're tailored to any, anyone now. I feel like you can find a subscription box for anything, but that's such a fun way to get something that you have a pretty good sense that you're going to like, but also it gets to be like a little bit more of a, a fun surprise. If you want the surprise element of it too, I get one that comes like every couple months. It's like every three or four months. So it's pretty irate. Like it's not every month. Right. Right. And it's such a fun, like, Ooh, what's going to be in it. You technically can look and see what's going to be in it ahead of time, but I never do. Yeah. And like the unwrapping is like, Oh, it's like, I got myself a present and I surprised myself. How did I, man, I'm a witch. This is magic. 
love it, love it, love it, love it. Yeah, and like, you know, I mean, each of us might be different in that. If you're like, oh my gosh, I really wish someone was buying me flowers. If you can afford it, buy yourself a flower subscription. There's those things now too, right? So, and it, it doesn't mean that you have to do that if that's not in your budget, like, but you could go buy yourself some tulips at the grocery store on the way home. You know, like if there's something that you're really wishing for, make sure that you're not holding yourself back and thinking I can't do this nice thing for myself or could you make yourself a really nice dinner that night or go out to dinner or get takeout or do whatever the things are that you would really love to do with someone else but you can also do with yourself right that you can also focus on taking really superb care of yourself being really loving to yourself and also you know, being gentle and kind with yourself if you do feel some feelings of loneliness. You know, I know mm -hmm. there's people in our audience who feel the way I have felt over time at different times, which is to like succumb to the pressure of being the cliche woman who's crying or feeling like fuck Valentine's Day. Like mm -hmm. if you are that, it's okay. Just an invitation. Self-love can also be honoring those feelings inside yourself and being really kind to yourself if that's what you need. Okay. So there's self-love, but there's all kinds of love. What other love might we focus on as we rebrand Valentine's Day? Well, one other thing you could do is just focus on family. If you have family members, um, however you define family, who you are feeling just a lot of care for or a lot of affinity for, that's a great thing to focus on right now. Um, you know, whether it's like a parent, maybe just because of circumstances, it makes sense for you to go out to eat with one parent or make dinner with them or do something special, maybe some sort of activity that the two of you like to do together. That is a really nice way to celebrate the love that we have in our families. Um, yeah, I, my, I had should have mentioned this earlier when we were just talking about Valentine's Day as a whole, but my dad always buys me roses. <laughs> yellow roses because yellow is one of my favorite colors Aww. and has them delivered on Valentine's Day for that me like so he hasn't missed uh Valentine's Day for quite a while and it was really funny when Dustin and I first got together Dustin was like oh crap am I like <laughs> I look kind of like a dick it's just your dad <laughs> who's buying you flowers oh that's very sweet yeah, I was going to say, like, go out to dinner with your kid, right? Like, if there's, or, like, do something with your kid or do something with one of your siblings, you know? Like, mm -hmm. or whoever, whom, again, whomever you might identify as family, um, is there a way that you can, yeah, just really be in the space of love? That's a, that's a wonderful example. But, again, it could just be, like, we're going to play a family game tonight or we're going to do something um, just to spend some good time together and, um, or maybe you make someone a card, you know? Like, there's all mm -hmm. kinds of things you can do for family members you can also I mean a lot of us have friend families too right you can also think about your friends maybe you know I mean a great practice to sort of especially if you tend to feel lonely on these holidays is to get out of your own way and do something nice for someone else right so is there some way you could surprise one of your friends or do something really sweet or just have all your friends get together in the way that you feel comfortable right and do something fun together I mean the you know there's the galentine's day idea as well of course it's popularized right now but like do something nice that involves your friends and be loving towards them too yeah and also galentine's day is originally from the tv show parks and rec one of the greatest tv shows of all time i feel like we have to give them credit <laughs> mm -hmm. leslie nope is a magical being <laughs> <laughs> well and, and beyond connecting with friends. So, you know, we've talked a lot so far now about as we're thinking about taking the pressure off, focusing on self or family or friends, but also romantic connections that we have could be part of Valentine's Day, certainly. But how do we take some of that pressure off? So yeah. what are some ideas? Well, before we leave friends, I just want to say one other thing, which is I think it's really, really important to focus on love in your life. And if you notice your friends and just see, like, is there somebody where you maybe are like, actually, one of the loves of my life is this friend. Actually, one of the loves of my life is this family member, right? Maybe you acknowledge that on this holiday. And and even though it has this one specific, you know, focus on romantic love, that may not be the feeling you feel, but how beautiful is it to have found a friend that you love? How amazing is it if you have a family member that you're like, 
feeling so much love for being able to celebrate that on this day, I would offer is just as important as whatever other romantic experiences you might be having. I just want to go there before we go too far, but (laughs) romantic love, how do we take the pressure off? (sighs) I mean, we're probably going to say this a lot, but for me, it's about communication Mm -hmm. with another person, communicating expectations, right? What Mm -hmm. is it that a person wants? What is it that you need? The clearer you can get on those things that, I mean, I guess in some cases it might add pressure, but at least you're clear on what the other person wants. I think there's a lot of, um, you know, trying to read minds on these holidays of what is this, what, oh, what is going to make this person really happy? And as we just discovered, you would love chocolate and I would not, right? (laughs) (laughs) So there, there might be things that you could really, really simplify by having a conversation with someone about what's important to you. And hopefully this conversation today has started that for you. What else might take the pressure off when you're thinking about this? I mean, I do think the most important thing is clarifying expectations and having a full conversation about not just being like, here's what I'm expecting at Valentine's Day, but to be like, hey, like this holiday is coming up. Let's talk about it. Um, Because there's a lot of people just have lots of different perspectives on it and needs and desires and, and all of those things. I also think. I, I remember when I was in early stages of dating someone when Valentine's Day rolled around before Dustin and I were together. And I remember it feeling really weird, especially if it was like, oh, I've been dating this person for like a month, maybe. So now what are, now we have to like really go all out for this like very romantic holiday and it says love everywhere. And we definitely are telling each other we love each other at this point. It's very strange. Yeah. And yeah, it's just, it's odd. I think that especially in those situations, and I mean, in these kind of activities work regardless of the stage of the relationship, but really thinking about what kind of things don't feel like. So we're going to stare into each other's eyes while (laughs) glitter falls and proposals just happen all around us. (laughs) Maybe getting together with a group of people, like a group of friends that might take some of the pressure off and doing some sort of fun activity that again, it could be romantic. I mean, anything can be romantic. Uh, but does take pressure off. So like going on a hike together, depending on what your weather is like at Valentine's day, mm. ice skating. I feel like ice skating could be romantic. It sounds like a nightmare to me. Cause I can't ice skate, but you know, <laughs> somebody who can, or maybe wants to be taught going sledding. I just remembered yeah. I had a really fun Valentine's day where a group of friends went sledding together. That was awesome. Yeah. If you're near sledding or just sitting out, like if you have a fire pit or want to go out to like a brewery or something like that, again, that takes some of the really heavy romantic pressure off and is really more focused on let's spend time together with people that we enjoy yeah, and focus it that way. I think that that can be a really nice way to take that pressure off. Love that. I love that. Mm-hmm. And and so, and for you, as you're listening to this, if you're listening and you're like, oh, well, here's another thing that would take the pressure off, then just an invitation to think about that right now. What's going to take the pressure off for you and make this feel like um, either, you know, whatever it is that you want out of this day, right? But we're, we hope that this conversation has really helped you to think about how you feel about Valentine's Day, <laughs> what you think about it, <laughs> what you want from it. And how you might focus on love a little bit more in your life if this if that if that if that resonates for you, just an invitation to think about that on this holiday. Is there anything else that you think is really important for us to think about as we leave this conversation? I think I hope that one of the big things that stood out is I mean, we are two people and we have it sounds like pretty different expectations for Valentine's Day and views on it just remembering that everyone is approaching this with a different perspective and being open to having conversations to help take that pressure off. Again, we just want, we want people to be able to move through life in a way that isn't encumbered by a lot of expectations that they're unaware of. So be clear about what you want. Talk about it. Love that. All right. Well, we will see you shortly.
welcome back. I have to tell you, there's a few other things <laughs> I need for Valentine's Day, I realized. <laughs> it's important to talk about these After things. After we took a break, I'm like, I also would like candles and someone to read me a poem and also send me flowers. So it, I realized there are many things that I actually want. So I'm, I'm glad we talked about this today. <laughs> mm-hmm. maybe, maybe you should make a Valentine's Day vision board. I think I might. Yeah. I mean, I certainly need to make a list of the things that would make me feel the most romantic. Clearly, I am not a person to take the pressure off, I guess. <laughs> All the pressure on. (laughs) I don't actually need all those things. I just, when you said, what would you really like? I was like, wait, wait, wait. Let me add some things to that list. (laughs) There's a lot I want. Okay. For real, though, we're actually, in this time, going to answer some of your questions about dating, relationships, and love. So we actually have a question today. I'm going to read it to you, Marsha, and let's let's see what comes up for you. The question is... What are your tips for vetting a guy? Just got dumped out of nowhere and found out the guy already has a new girlfriend and I'm left baffled. Uh, oh, Ugh. first of all, that sucks. Yeah. I'm sorry. That suck. Oh, vetting a person. Um, well, vetting a guy specifically in this case. You know, I think... This is something we talk about. I've talked about this in my classes before. We talk about this with clients we work with. We talk about this a lot. The reality is there is no, there are no guarantees. This isn't, this potentially is not and likely is not a result of you not vetting somebody correctly, right? Like people behave in weird ways that we cannot control or predict. So I'll start with that. In terms of how to kind of keep an eye on somebody's behavior to get a sense of maybe if they're a good fit for you or not, there's a couple things that come to mind for me. I think the first thing is noticing how they're showing up when they're with you. Like, do they seem distracted? Are they on their phone a lot? Or are they like secretive? The word that comes to mind is cagey. Like, you know, when you meet up with them, are they kind of weird or vague about where they were, how they spent their day, or are they unreachable sometimes? Like, those are all things that would trigger like little flags in my brain. Um, because typically, if people are into you and committed to you and interested in long term potential, like they're available um, and they're pretty open about what they've been doing. So, that would be a big thing that I would keep an eye on. What about for you, Solvay? Well, I'm just thinking, you know, it's so, it's it, it's not, you know, if you happen to meet someone through friends, then you've got some mm-hmm. extra vetting right there, right? If you happen yeah. to meet someone that someone else knows, that's a great, I mean, still, there's still no guarantees. Just like you said, there's, right. there, there are never guarantees, right? To be open to love is to be open to disappointment. <laughs> like these kinds of things happen and it sucks. And also there are things that you can be paying attention to. So if you happen to know someone who knows this person, ask, right? Ask, mm-hmm. do you do you know this person? What do you think about them? Do you know what they're, you know, what do you think about me dating them? Asking questions like that. For a lot of us who are meeting online these days and we may not have the luxury of having like someone to vet them. However, I really love um, in, I think it's Stan Tatkin, one of Stan Tatkin's books, um, he talks about, when you get really excited about somebody before you get too far with them to try to invite them to meet some of your friends. Um, if that's possible, if you, you know, even if it's just one other friend, because sometimes we can be a bit starry eyed Mm -hmm. going into something, whereas a friend might be able to just give you another perspective. They probably won't be as starry eyed as you are. So what are they seeing? You might also see if you can, you know, depending on where you are in getting to know the person, if you can meet some of their friends to see what that relationship and what their friendships are like, those, those can be really helpful ways to start to get a sense of who is this person beyond your interactions with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What else? what else? I mean, I, I, friends are a big thing. Um, I would also, I mean, I mentioned are, you know, are they sharing pieces about themselves with you? Also, are they, accountable for their behavior are they consistent are they showing up when they say they're going to like those kind of things that I do think early on especially we can ignore 
because you're starry eyed and you're excited about this person. You're trying to give them a chance and you're like, well, yeah, they didn't show up or they didn't call when they said they were, but that's, you know, things happen and sure things happen very rarely, (laughs) (laughs) but also it's not that damn hard to pick up a goddamn phone. (laughs) It's just not, it's not hard to send a text. It's, It's very easy. So I think the other thing to look for is, are they being accountable for their behavior? Are they showing up when they say that they're going to? And I realize that this might, you know, anything that we've shared just now might not have prevented the situation that this particular person experienced, because again, there's no guarantees, but at the very least, keeping your eyes open for all of these things we've mentioned can help you get a better sense of if this is the right person for you or not. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's a big thing we always say is saying no to the wrong person quicker, being able to suss out, is this person good for me or right for me? Um, and also it, there's a note in this that says he already has a new girlfriend and I'm baffled. And like, that does suck when the person that you were dating moves on really quickly. Yeah. It feels like it just hurts one's ego, but also I think it's so important to remember that that's a lot less about you and more about them. It probably just indicates that like the two of you weren't a great fit or not the perfect fit. And maybe this other person came into their life who is, and your person is still out there, but you're one step closer to them. I know that that's really hard to hear when you <laughs> have just been dumped, but it's, a, I think a helpful thing to keep in mind. Totally. And I would also say one other, one other point would be when you're getting to know someone, notice how you feel when you're with them. Just really notice how you feel and also notice how you feel when you're not with them, right? Are they staying in touch with you? Are you feeling a lot of anxiousness? Are you feeling anxiety um, beyond sort of the natural nerves of get around getting to know someone new and the excitement? Um, or do you feel pretty steady with the person? Those are things to check in about too. So not only, you know, asking other people's opinion, noticing their behavior, but checking in with yourself and thinking about how you feel. It is tough to you know, of course we can see things in hindsight often that we didn't see during the time, but just like you were saying, Marsha, it might be worth looking back and seeing, was there anything I learned from this, right? Okay. Yes. It sucks that this person moved on and we're feeling baffled if you're feeling baffled about it, but also as you look back, is there anything that maybe could have been something that you overlooked Maybe not. Maybe the answer is no. Maybe you really didn't see anything and you were totally baffled. But also when you look back, you know, and when you've had some space from it, are there are there any lessons you can take? Is there anything you learned? Might be worth checking in on. But generally, we're just sending you a lot of a lot of love because that's a that's a tough situation to be in. And we hope we hope that you're doing better now. Yeah. Go get some half off Valentine's Day candy. (laughs) Nice. Yes. Well, if you have other questions as you're listening to this, go ahead and send them in to us. You'll see um, links to do that in the show notes. And we would love to hear your questions and answer your questions and for future episodes as well. For now, we are going to sign off and we'll see you next time. Thanks so much for listening to the PS Let's Talk Love podcast. We want to send out a special thank you to Medium Build for our show music. And if you enjoy this podcast, follow us anywhere you listen to podcasts. And if you want to support us, it's super helpful if you could give us a five-star rating and leave us a review sharing what you're loving right now. Really, we want to know. And if you don't like it and you got this far, don't worry. You do not have to listen to us again. You can just you can just forget this podcast exists and move along. You can catch up with us on Instagram at ps.welovelove or follow us on TikTok at psconsulting. If you're interested in private coaching or learning more about our online classes, go to pscurators.com to learn more and find free resources to support you. See you next time.